0: Hello, and welcome to Good Health, brought to you by Good Shepherd Healthcare System in the KOHU studio. I'm Caitlin, the host for Good Health. And for today's program, we have Dr. Sandeep Kunwar. He is a board-certified internist and has been at Good Shepherd a couple days now. Dr. Kunwar is welcoming new patients, and you can call the Good Shepherd Endocrinology Clinic at five four one. Five six seven five three zero five. The clinic is located at 600 Northwest 11th Street, Suite E37 in Hermiston. Dr. Kunwar, thank you for joining us this morning and helping our community to get to know you a little better and providing all this great information for us.
1: Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me here.
0: So you are coming to Hermiston from Omaha, Nebraska. What attracted you to Good Shepherd Healthcare System and the Hermiston community?
1: So uh, I had a chance uh, to uh, drive around uh, Portland and uh, Oregon area. Uh, I'm from Nepal, uh, so we do have Hills Mountain over there. So while uh, in my journey, I absolutely fell in love with this uh, area. Later, I had a chance uh, to to visit uh, Good Saver Hospital. Uh, I I was extremely happy with uh with the service they are providing the staffs were friendly and i was impressed with uh, with the the impact they have uh, in the community so i i just wanted to be a part of this uh, this healthcare system
0: oh good and it's so refreshing to hear that our area is similar to to back home. So you said Nepal, the country of Nepal, and your family, are they back there?
1: Yeah, uh, my parents uh, are back, back at Nepal.
0: Good. And when was the last time you were there?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Before COVID, I had a chance uh, to be there, spend some time with my family. But uh, after COVID, it's been more than two years
0: well I'm sure you'll get back there eventually Um, and so tell us about your your medical journey to becoming an internist and and then focusing on your specialty endocrinology
1: uh, I did my uh, internal medicine residency from Creighton University uh, in Omaha Nebraska Uh, during my residency uh, I I was particularly interested in hormones and then how they, you know, how they impact every system of uh, our human body. So uh, that was fa- fascinating, The especially the physiology, the pathology, and how uh, any deficiency in this hormone can cause many diseases or many conditions. The other thing I like about uh, Uh, endocrinology is uh, we deal with patients who have chronic condition Uh, this patient uh, they uh, they have uh, issues which they have to deal throughout their life Uh, so I I like that uh, long-term relationship I like uh, helping patient to make right decisions uh, and uh, you know be uh, part of their uh, their treatment
0: their journey absolutely right. um, so when did you complete your medical school and residency and why did you choose this field of medicine
1: uh, so I did my med school from Nepal uh, I am from a small town in Nepal mm-hmm. uh, so uh, during my childhood days uh, we didn't have a doctor in our towns and people Used to walk miles and miles just to get basic, uh, basic care, basic treatment, and I later, later while doing my medical school, I realized that lots of people, uh, they have lost their life uh, due to you know some diseases that can be prevented. So, mm-hmm. so, uh, so that's when I realized I want to, I want to do something for community, and being a doctor is a no, noble job you know just being a part of community and just helping them to make a right decision regarding their health.
0: Well I can imagine um, that made a big impact on you in your childhood and I'm sure your parents are very proud that you've pursued this and um, are going to make a difference so um, gosh just congratulations we're so happy to have you here and I also learned that you specialize then in diabetes and metabolism can you tell us a little about that?
1: Uh, right. So my speciality is uh, diabetes, endocrine and metabolism. So basically, uh, I I treat patient uh, with diabetes, uh, with uh, other hormonal issues, which includes uh, uh, issues with uh, thyroid gland, issues with uh, pituitary gland, issue any issue with growth hormone deficiency, uh, issues with. Uh, male reproductive system uh, uh, also with female uh, um, reproductive uh, system. So yeah, it, it's, it's more uh, about any issues uh, that's related with hormones.
0: Got it. And so um, I wanted to see if you could kind of explain the difference between um, an internal medicine physician as compared to a family medicine physician.
1: So I think uh, internal medicine physician uh, they are more trained in uh, medicine. They spend lots of time uh, uh, doing rotation in um, uh, in subspeciality of medicine. Uh, that's uh, with heart or you know with uh, with uh, the pulmonology lungs. Uh, in contrast, I mean the family physician during their training uh, they do spend. Uh, Time uh, in medicine, but they have also exposure to surgery, so they are involved in uh, in different types of surgical procedure. But uh, ba- basically, uh, both both uh, can work as a primary care physician, but uh, with internal medicine. I, uh, I'll say they are more of an expertise when it comes to the subspeciality when mm-hmm. dealing with uh, with any heart condition or any any cardiovascular condition and uh, any uh, GI condition. So it's so uh, uh, that's where I'll say the difference is.
0: Mm-hmm. If you are just joining us, this is Good Health sponsored by Good Shepherd Healthcare System. And with me today is Dr. Sandeep Kunwar. He's an internal medicine physician and an endocrinologist. And we're so excited to have him here. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to us on Facebook. So Dr. Kunwar, uh, maybe you could talk about diabetes um, and our recent community health needs assessment that was conducted in our county umatilla county um we partnered with with chi st anthony hospital and we found that 13.5 percent of adults reported as being diagnosed with diabetes which we suspect is lower than the real percentage but what are the signs and symptoms of diabetes and pre-diabetes that our listeners should be looking for
1: well, that's uh, that's a very good question. Uh, so uh, these days, one of the one of the health issue in the United States uh, is overweight and how how our lifestyle is. Uh, so. Uh, uh, so it's common to uh, to have a diagnosis of diabetes through lab. Because most of the time when we we go to hospital and get get left for some other reason uh, we see people having higher blood glucose level so that's how most of the population they are diagnosed but uh, sometimes people can have symptoms where they, they are more thirsty or they feel they are dehydrated every time because uh, because their blood sugar uh, is high in their blood which which cause dehydration. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes uh, they're not able to, you know, gain weight. Uh, Sometimes it's more they're hungry all the time, uh, or uh, they feel like they haven't eaten much. Uh, Sometimes uh, it's more like uh, you're peeing all the time. You're peeing all the high blood uh, glucose in your blood. Uh, uh, The other thing is, um, you know, uh, being not physically active uh, that's uh, that can uh, that's a good re- recipe for uh, for getting diabetes uh, and uh, we have this condition called pre diabetes which is uh, which is the earlier stage or you know uh, uh, it's a condition where people are more prone to have diabetes, so uh, one of the studies showed that even losing weight by 10% can decrease the chance of uh, getting diabetes by 58%. Uh, so just, uh, you know, working on diet, trying to lose health uh, can help these folks uh, who have pre-diabetes.
0: Good, so it has to do a lot with lifestyle. Um, and paying attention to those things you mentioned. Um, so are there different types of diabetes and can you explain that? Uh,
1: yes, uh, so according to uh, American Diabetes Association, there are two types of diabetes, type one diabetes and type two diabetes. Uh, the pathophysiology or the, the mechanism uh, by which uh uh, diabetes is cause is different uh, in type 1 and type 2 so, f- so people who have type 1 diabetes basically they don't make enough amount of insulin it's more common in younger age group uh, in people uh, who are normal weight uh, uh, it's more common and it's usually seen in people who are uh, less than 30 years old Uh, Whereas type two diabetes, it's more common in older people, uh, in uh, people who are overweight or obese. It's basically they are making uh, insulin, but the insulin is resistant uh, uh, to their body. So, uh, and uh, how we treat these uh, two conditions are different. For people with type one diabetes, they they need insulin. There's no medication that helps uh, for people with type 1 diabetes, for but for type 2 diabetes, there are lots of medication, there are new medication which are really good, and then there's uh, insulin.
0: And so, if someone has type 1 diabetes, for example, um, and they're going to need insulin, what are the ways that a person can be given insulin?
1: So, uh, for for patient with uh, type 1 diabetes they, they they need insulin period so there are different ways to uh, deliver insulin or give uh, oneself insulin there's these vials the old school uh, vials now we have pens where you can you can select the dose and then uh, dial it uh, and then just give it there are now uh, there are uh, insulin pumps where uh, the insulin pumps helps to deliver uh, uh, insulin. The only thing uh, with insulin pump is uh, whenever you're having a meal, that's when you, you, you press a button and then the pump calculates the dose of insulin based on how, what amount of carb uh, you have in your meal and it delivers the uh, insulin. So yeah, uh, there, are, there, are lo- there are different ways of giving oneself insulin.:
0: It's amazing how um, technology has improved It's so different than how it was uh, you know ten years ago. so uh, what an amazing thing to to have an insulin pump <laughs> R-
1: right and, and now there are devices which can track blood sugar. Uh, uh, previously, uh, the only way to blood uh, to check blood sugar was you know poking finger and checking it through glucometer. Now there are devices which can track your blood sugar every five minutes. Uh, Amazing. And, and the beautiful thing is you can connect those devices with your cell phone. So you wow. know you, you can you can feel that uh, whenever you have a mail, what's the trend of your blood sugar. So yeah, it's, it's really amazing how, how technology uh, is now.
0: How it's improved, yes. And so if diabetes goes unchecked, um, what are some of the other conditions that can arise because of that? Um, some things that come to mind is you know, amputation or, or loss of, of feeling in limbs.
1: So one one of the thing about diabetes is it's a, it's a chronic condition where you know if your blood sugar are not within uh, within a goal range, then you're expected to have complication down the road. So uh, one of the leading Um, cause of blindness in United States it's diabetes so Mm. if if your blood sugar is high and uh, it's not within control down the road uh, it can affect your retina which can cause blindness Uh, and yeah it uh, it can affect nerves uh, so when when nerves are affected then you stop feeling the senses and especially in your feet where you know a minor injury can lead to infection uh, so yeah but again the good thing is all these things are preventable uh, with with having a blood sugar well control uh, and uh, medication diet uh, can help to uh, to reach that goal,
0: and so if if someone's having concerning symptoms, you know our listeners have heard uh, some of the things to look out for. What should they do? Do they have to have a referral to see you, or or what steps do you recommend they take?
1: Uh, I think um, they can reach out to me with uh, uh, calling in my clinic number, uh, mm-hmm. or they can talk with their primary care provider and ask for referral. Uh, but yeah the the easiest way would be you know just calling the clinic
0: good and and so um, also if they have a primary care provider uh, they can always refer to you right 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 so let's talk about thyroid now what is the thyroid and why is it important
1: Uh, thyroid uh, is um, is a gland that that makes a hormone it's on on the anterior side of our neck and it it basically makes a hormone called uh, thyroxine which which acts on a different organ uh, of our body. Uh, f- uh, in kids, uh, it helps in the development of brain. Uh, uh, it has a receptor in the heart, so it you know it it, uh, it helps uh, to. Uh, to control the heart rate uh, it's it's related with metabolism it's related with uh, reproductive issues in in uh, women so yeah uh, since it's a hormone it affects a lot lots of uh, system in our body
0: mm mm-hmm. very important um, what are some of the conditions that can affect our thyroid
1: so uh, the most common uh, conditions are if the thyroid is making yeah enough amount of hormone if it's uh, under functioning then it's it makes less amount of hormone and we call that condition hypothyroidism so we treat this patient with thyroid replacement where we we give them pill that contains thyroid hormone the uh, on the other spectrum there are conditions where people tend to make thyroid hormone uh, which is more in quantity than than needed so uh, these conditions are mostly from autoimmune condition where the antibody acts against their own thyroid gland. Mm. So for this condition, uh, we do have medication. Uh, if the medication are not adequate, then we have to pursue surgical uh, options.
0: And what would those surgical options be?
1: So, uh, we can take the whole thyroid gland out because the good thing is uh, now uh, we can give hormone through pills so so when somebody have their thyroid taken out uh, uh, they can be on pill but the most important thing is that's a lifetime treatment
0: yes every day i i can't imagine that so we can actually you know remove our thyroid and still be able to function when it's such an important part of our body Th-
1: That's a good point the, the, the important thing is uh, these people they cannot miss their thyroid medication mm-hmm. and the other good thing about thyroid medication is you can always uh, always cover for those missed dose, it's mm-hmm. one of those uh, medications where if you miss the dose today you can take two pills uh, the next day oh, so that's okay. the good thing
0: are there any um, downsides or side effects to this route, um, even though you probably have no choice when you've gotten to that point?
1: <laughs> uh, so so sometimes, uh, you know, taking a pill every day yeah, is, uh, uh, is tedious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, sometimes people who have difficulty taking pills every day, I ask them to take uh, takes for a week so mm-hmm. uh, so they can take seven pills once a week
0: Ah, okay I see well it's nice to know that there are options um, to work with the patient to come up with what works best for them um, what are some of the symptoms that a patient should look for that points to an issue with their thyroid so uh, I,
1: if if someone is not making in, in enough amount of thyroid hormone uh, we call that condition hypothyroidism where where you tend to gain weight uh, uh, you can have uh, uh, constipation or uh, issues with bowel movement uh, they can have they can have hair loss uh, they can have uh, issues with their menses especially in female population uh, uh, And if if someone is making more than what's needed, it's called hyperthyroidism, where they tend to have racing, they tend to have palpitation, Mm -hmm. tremors, uh, weight loss. So yeah, it it depends on what's the hormone level is.
0: And to to find out the definitive way to determine if you have a thyroid issue is.
1: Yeah, we we have to run the lab test. We usually check the thyroid hormone level, and uh, that's when we we figure out if they're making enough amount of thyroid hormone or there's any deficiency of these hormones.
0: Okay, and um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. So I know you do some in-office procedures. What are those to to help your patients?
1: so one of the thing with thyroid gland is people tend to have uh, nodules in their thyroid gland sometimes these nodules can be felt but the other times uh, these are small where you know uh, they are visible in any any sorts of imaging like people people get a CT scan for some other reason and they tend to have a thyroid nodule so why do we care about thyroid nodules? Uh, is because uh, nodules can are uh, a risk for cancer. So okay. So for these nodules, depending on their, uh, their on how they look on ultrasound, I do biopsy of these nodules. So what we do is we we get a sample from from those nodules. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so that's uh, that can be done um, as an in-office procedure. It's an hour procedure. Uh, we do it under an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. We numb the area and then send um, send for uh, for the path so that we know whether it's cancer or it's not a cancer.
0: Okay. And uh, what would you say the percentage is in likelihood that it may, in fact, be cancer in those situations?
1: So the good thing about uh, thyroid cancer uh, is it's a slow-growing cancer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, I would say the percentage is uh, 2-3%. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, if, 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 if it's a bigger nodule or if it's solid, uh, then there's more chances um, that it's a cancer. And again, uh, if someone ha- has a family history of thyroid cancer, mm. then it's, f- it's uh, there's a high likelihood that uh, it can be a cancer.
0: I see. And so um, this is something that, that would be a lower, uh, have lower odds to be related to cancer, but they should go get it checked out.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, once uh, we do the biopsy, we usually follow these nodules uh, closely with, you know, uh, depending on the the rigs, uh, we we do ultrasound every year, every two years, uh, depending on the rigs. So we, we do need to follow this nodule very closely.
0: Okay. Good information. Um, can you just share with us an example of a great patient success story you have?
1: Uh, yeah. I uh, I recently um, had a patient. Uh, so uh, she she was uh, in her twenties, uh, and she was she was she was a new diagnosis of diabetes. Um, I saw her in the office and later uh, we found that uh, she's pregnant um uh, so yeah the, that was a new diagnosis for her right oh, wow. and then we are working with her, her then then she was pregnant so she was anxious um so we work as a team we had excellent diabetes educator we work on diet so while we were we, we were in the process of treatment um, uh, she had a COVID infection. So, COVID
0: too. Wow. Right.
1: So, so it it, it was challenging. It was mm-hmm. challenging, but we had a close follow up. We we work as a team. Um, uh, we had uh, maternal fetal medicine people uh, taking care of uh, you know the ops issue. But uh, as a team, um, she she was struggling a lot initially but with smaller changes her a1c her, her blood sugar was within within the goal range and uh, recently she delivered a healthy baby so wow. that, that that was rewarding
0: very rewarding uh you know as as we all can imagine um you know a woman who is pregnant that's the very risky time in her life for for anything to happen and so to walk with her on that journey and guide her in the way that you did it sounds like a very successful story so thank you for sharing um so anything else that you would like to share with us um with our community maybe you could talk a little about your family and your hobbies
1: (laughs) sure us Uh, I'm married and me and my wife, we like traveling, uh, meeting with new people, uh, learning about their culture. So we are really excited and looking forward to explore things in uh, in Oregon. Uh, And we think we'll have, uh, we'll really have a good time.
0: Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear it. We are just very happy to have you in this community, thank you. And it's time to wrap up Good Health today. I want to thank our board-certified internist and endocrinologist, Dr. Sandeep Kunwar, for joining us today and for sharing all of this great information. Dr. Kunwar is welcoming new patients and can call. you can call the Good Shepherd Endocrinology Clinic at 541-567-5305. And again, the clinic is located on campus at Good Shepherd It's Suite E37. Again, this is Good Health, and we invite you to visit our website for more information at www.gshealth.org or our Facebook page where we'll post a podcast of today's interview with Dr. Kunwar soon. This is Good Health brought to you by Good Shepherd Healthcare System in the KOHU studio. Thank you for joining us and be well.